Occasionally, I read the post of someone I despise, just so that I can feel an emotion. I don't like to leave the old engine in neutral too long. Lol Craven, 4th of October, 2015. Yeah. His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, but if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's Fantastic Podcast This episode's the first, but it could be the last With an opposed to claim banter It's banter behind the throne Hello and welcome back to episode 14 of Banter Behind the Throne I'm Dave Bamford, I'm joined today by LOL Hello! And not Peel, because Peel is printing off 30 pages of a document Page by page in his neighbour's house He said he was going to be done uh, well over an hour ago. Yeah, his neighbour is a monk, and he's doing it old school. <laughs> he's writing it out page by page with a tiny little stencil. Uh, that doesn't even shock me. He does live no. in Yarwell. There we go. So this week, we're going to talk about 2.0, because we've just got 2.0, and we're enjoying it. Are you enjoying it? I am thoroughly enjoying it. The cards are so much better up close when I remember sort of the, the original pictures I saw of them. I thought that they looked terrible. But now I've got them in my hands. They feel much better. They're lovely. Yeah. So we're going to talk about 2.0. Then we're going to talk about the Paramore Invitational, which happened this weekend. Although Craven wasn't there. So oh. And some special guests. And then uh, we're going to talk about cards beginning with N. Yes. So that, that's fun. Uh, so yeah, starting off, 2.0. It's lovely. I have seven core sets in my house. Uh, Why have you got seven? <laughs> because everyone in my meta is incredibly lazy uh, or scared of technology or whatever I ended up ordering one for myself, one for Peel one for Waffle and one for Secondary Dave Right. Uh, and then James came home and said I want one as well so gave me the money to order it and then, that's five That's five. and then uh, the day they arrived James and I decided that we, just, we wanted our own pools separately so Dave and Peel and Waffle can deal with their cards however they like but James and I both want complete card pools. Good idea. So we've ordered two more, one each, yep. which takes us to seven. And then when he gets paid next, we're going to order the last two. I felt Good. having eight with no chapter packs was a bit much. Yep. So by the time the next chapter pack rolls around, we'll have nine and however many copies of the first chapter pack. But there's just boxes everywhere. It's just like, do you have a copy of this? Just open another corset. It's fine. That's how you live. Yeah. So opulent. That's how the champion lives. It's ridiculous. I've got a sealed copy in my hand right now. Wow, like, just in case. Waffle hasn't arrived yet, so he hasn't opened his core. So, is Waffle going to come to Starlight with us? Uh, he says he is. Good. Which would be nice. He hasn't been to a tournament since Store Championships, I think. Well, Starlight was his greatest moment. It was, yeah. So he's going to have to uh, defend his honour. Yes, with his God, that, mat. that was so funny. He has the nicest mat in my house, and it's the only yeah. cut he's ever made. It's... He, he bloody deserved that as well. It was, oh God, that picture! I, I'd look at that occasionally, <laughs> just the look on people's faces, the table erupting. <laughs> How was... was this guy doing this? <laughs> Turn one, triple conclaves, and he's absolutely battered with That's... some of the best players in Europe just watching on, impotent in the yeah. in the face of his rage. <laughs> 
<laughs> if he had read his cards, he'd have probably won. Oh god, I know. <laughs> wow. Ridiculous. Yeah, good times. Oh, I can't wait. Starlight's going to be glorious. Yeah, that's the kind of fun that you just won't get from second edition, though. You'll never yeah. get to see three conclave melee decks. Maybe we will. We don't know. True. Maesters will come back. I'm sure. They've we got can to. Hope. That trait is there for a reason, and there's a chain coming out in the next pack. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> it's going to be back, and hey. you can start making unoptimal bullshit Maesters decks again, mate. Yeah, sixty-two and they cards. Can't wait. That's a nice song. You should have seen my deck for the weekend. It was 63 cards. Oh, my God. I added two out-of-house cards before I left. What? I was like, yes, this is happening. Oh, God. We can't do that anymore, can you? Out-of-house cards, no. No. Can't just chuck them in. That's the worst part of second edition so far for me. Yeah. I reckon there'll be some sort of agenda down the pipe eventually and let you sort of put cards in winning-nilly. Well, I can't see it only being one faction forever. A bit like uh, City of Shadows. Something like that, yeah. That would be quite cool. You could yeah. play non-loyal cards from any house, but um, you have to pay gold penalties on all of them, maybe. You have to put 62 cards in your deck. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. So I missed all this last week to make sort of wild comments about it. So uh, I'm just keeping up to date with, you know, taking a piss. Good, good. Um, well, it's out of my system now. Else. Yeah, it's out of my system. Okay, so uh, what have you been playing in 2.0? Um, I made three decks um, immediately. Um, I made a Stark Fealty. As I promised, I would play Stark, and uh, I did. Um, I made a Greyjoy Fealty. Uh, yeah, Greyjoy Fealty. What am I talking about? Right. No, that's all bollocks. It was Stark Fealty. Done. Then I made Greyjoy Banner of the Sun. And then I basically copied card for card Glazer's um, anti-barrow Lannister deck because I wanted to see if it worked. And you're the first person to mention that it is Glazer's deck without to correctly give it give him his credit. Yeah, I know that other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, Glazer's deck. Um, I, I copied card for card, um, and it was great. Yeah, it works perfectly against Baratheon. I can confirm it's legit <laughs> against Barra. Uh, Stark Fealty is fun, um, but if you know they get too many characters on the board, it does kind of run out of steam. And uh, Greyjoy Banner of the Sun, um, it didn't work as well as I hoped. Basically, what I was trying to do was supplement the stealth. I know normally people are sticking in the Melisandre module into Greyjoy and supplementing the stealth with the Neil. I wanted to try and get a similar effect without being such a cheesy bastard. Um, and I was using Confiscation. Not, is it Confiscation, the one that they lose all their icons? Yes. No, Confinement. Uh, confinement, that's it. Um, but I, I misread Dornish Paramore. Right. And I thought it worked in the same way that Marjorie Tyrell works. Right. But it doesn't. Doesn't it? No. Um, you know, in no other sense, Marjorie pulls them into the challenge. Yeah. Um, Dornish Paramore says they must be declared as a defender if able. Yeah. So if I haven't got the challenge, uh, the challenge icons, they can't be declared as a defender. Yeah. So you can only do it when they've got an intrigue icon. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get. The, I wanted it to be like a, a Marjorie just pulling people in. Yeah. Um, which thinking about it now would be absolutely busted on a non-unique cheap card like that. <laughs> um, so I've uh, just got to wait for actual Marjorie. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she'll come back like that. Um, so, yeah, I've abandoned that project and moved on to something different. But I'm going to keep it quiet what I'm, because uh, it's Gamers Nexus's first 2.0 tournament on Saturday. And I know people will be listening and I want to win it. So I'm not going to say what I'm taking. <laughs> but I will talk about it afterwards. Okay, of sure. Of course. That'll be good to get some uh, news from a 2.0 tournament that early. Yeah, I'm pumped, and there should be so many people there. The other day when I'm, I went in, um, I went in around the same time the uh, Conquest tournament was on, mm. and um, people, no, it was Netrunner, sorry, Netrunner, and people were walking in and just buying triplicates for Corset off the shelf, people who I've never seen play Thrones before, people from other games. So hopefully the Essex meta should get bigger this time. That's awesome. I hope Which you win great. all the things. Yeah, and a few people who don't play, one person in particular came to me and said, oh, I really enjoyed the podcast. And I thought that was brilliant because this guy doesn't actually play Thrones. He's just looking to start. So he's started the best way, and that is by listening to us talk nonsense. Yes. About yes. a previous version of the game. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, people, uh, somebody at the weekend said, you know, this is a veteran 1.0 player, and they had to look up cards in our last edition. Because Rowan was talking so much shite about his jack. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what these cards do, and I have been playing Thrones for two or three years. Excellent. It's like, yeah, it can't have been very friendly for new players. No, I guess Although not. Although it does give you the idea of just how ridiculous things can get or have been. Especially when you let Rowan loose. Yeah. Still, it was uh, an experience, if nothing else. The purveyor of the finest jank in the land. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing Baratheon Banter to Martel uh, most of the time, as I has, I said I would ever since yep. I first saw the Red Keep. Um, I'm not just playing Bar- Baratheon because they're good, I'm playing them because I like them thematically. Yes. Uh, and how's that going for you? Because as, as we've just discovered, I didn't really rate them as a banner faction. So what do you find? Um, I thought it was they're okay. Uh, some of the cards are amazing, like Edric and Maester Kaliot. Uh Confinement works really, really well. Yeah, Confinement is, is probably the best reason to take him, in my opinion, as a banner yeah. faction. Uh, they're the main things. Um, Ariane can be very good against opposing Baratheon builds. Uh, dropping oh, in, of course, yeah. Dropping oh. in Kaliot halfway through a challenge, so you're just like, oh, I'm going to lose it now, and you're going to lose your icons. Nice. And you can't do shit. Um uh, one good thing about Martel, actually, is that House Dane Knight is um, bloody good value. He is, yeah. He's nice as well. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about adding a copy of Dawn. I know Rowan was running one in his build. Uh, but it's still only four House Dane characters, so it's probably not... It can go on anybody. Really it can, yeah. But to really get the value. So I, 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 I put it about. in as a one-off, and it was quite sort of good to stick it on Balon or someone. But um, yeah, it was nice. It wasn't necessary. I'd rather have seen an Iron Fleet Scout, to be honest. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, so it's worked pretty well. Mostly it's been the Barra stuff with a little bit of Martel hoping, helping yeah. out. Um, it's, it's been fun to play, certainly. Um, the other day, I built a new deck, which was Martel Banter to the Watch. Is that, what it, is that how it is? To the Watch or to the Crows or whatever? Um, banter of the... Banter of I don't know, the actually. Watch. What is their banner? I don't know. The card's I'll, downstairs. I'm not going to open this extra core set just to find that out. Oh, come on. You've got... <laughs> Nine of these it's, to go and look it, at. It's Waffles corset. Can't you just turn around? There must be there must be everywhere in your house. They're downstairs. All the first on every edition, service. The, the first edition cards are up here. 
in a box. That's fine. Oh, they know. Um, are they going to get put in the loft? Uh, not well. We'll get on to what was happening with the first edition cards in our next segment. Oh, okay. Um, it'll burn them all. Uh, it is banter of the watch. Banter of the watch. Okay, I so bet, I played that. I bet they've got absolutely top banter actually. Uh, it's all their good stuff is not loyal. So Jon Snow's not loyal. Ghost isn't loyal. The Wall isn't loyal. Benjen isn't loyal. Uh, the efficient for four for five Bicon army isn't loyal. And Mace Raymond isn't loyal. Uh, they're basically all the good cards in the deck. So what is loyal? It's good. Um, you know the the event that steals characters. Yeah. Uh, Mega contributions, all right. That's loyal. Uh, the old bear's crap. Obviously, he's loyal. He looks so good though, doesn't yeah. he? Some of the efficient like other characters, just the the weenies. A lot of them are loyal. I think. But I didn't really need them. Um, but I was playing this anyway as like a real slow, grindy control deck. Uh, and it was all right. It had a very bad start. Yeah. Uh, I managed to go seven plots with Dave. Uh, and it was quite beautiful because on turn six, I managed to um, Doran's game for five power. And trigger. Is it Doran's game? The yeah. yeah, and trigger the watch. So I got like seven power from making one challenge and just defending the rest of his. Oh, most impressive. Uh, which was nice. And that rocketed me up to about 13 power. Uh, I didn't think I could win the next turn, but I threw a... I just threw everyone in on a power challenge. Uh, Dave overcommitted to defend. He only had Euron left. Yeah. Um, he powered me and I popped in Ario Hotar. So he couldn't make any challenges. I won off the wall's power, which is awesome. I'm just looking at the non-loyal cards. They've mentioned it. And right, the, the wall isn't loyal. Yeah. The, the fuck? Yeah, it's awesome in Martel, basically. But that doesn't make any sense, thematically. No. This is where the Night's Watch live. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense mechanically either. This is their house. Like, of course it's loyal. They're all, they are all there. They're on top of it. They're around it. This, this is bonkers. How have I not noticed this before? The, the only thing I can think is that it isn't reduced by fealty. And that is the only reason I can think of that they might make it like that. Um, but yeah, it's fun to banner to them and run loads of their cards so the wall actually has an effect. And yeah, then just run the control cards out of Martel. Yeah, that's a good idea there. Uh, and Ghosts being not loyal is brilliant yeah so it's pretty it was pretty fun um it needs a lot of tweaking it was it was a real grind to get there and yeah. dave was on about 13 power i definitely would have won <laughs> if it hadn't have been for that you know last ditch play he had the board control he had hand superiority he yeah had the economy and everything but i managed to scrape it out but yeah uh so that was fun the day the deck dave was playing was straight night's watch fealty uh, created by opening the Night's Watch cards from three core sets and putting them together. Right. Uh, choosing seven plots almost at random. Uh, and then when I told him he had no economy, dropping some copies of Amiga Contribution because he had too many, dropping one copy of the old bear and then picking some random cards out and replacing them with King's Roads and Rose Roads. Sounds like a valuable uh, deck building advice. And, well, he won at least one game. I think he won two games with it out of four. Night's so, Watch. OP. Night's Watch Fealty just literally straight out of the box. And he won a couple of games with it. It's really horrible to play against if he gets enough characters on the board. 
Because that wall is just a time bomb. Yeah. I played Stark Fealty against it, and I couldn't really do anything. I just couldn't force more than one challenge through. I had no stealth to guarantee unopposed. Uh, it was... And their they're redu- they're reducer weenies have intrigue icons, so they're fine defending them as well. I um... It's pretty horrible. <laughs> I like that, basically, that, that write-up. The wall is like a time bomb. <laughs> it is. Exactly what it is. Um, yeah, so... Fun. Or not, as the case was. Yeah. Uh, so that's what, that's what we've been playing. Um, we've had some... We've got a Greyjoy Fealty built. We have a Stark Greyjoy and a Greyjoy Stark. We played around with... Um, Lan- uh, Targaryen banter to the lion for the yes. Jamie and uh, Drogo shenanigans, but yeah, Ian brought that along. Off. Ian brought that along and then um, used that to good effect against me. Um, he had, I don't think I ever saw Jamie, but um, Drogo is a monster, and uh, Tyrion with um, oh, the bloody mermaid, what's his name? Varys. No, Illyrio. That's oh it, yeah. Um, yeah, they were pretty good together. Because obviously when the intrigue kicks off, you get two gold from Tyrion, and then you've got two gold to stand someone. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good partnership. Is Illyrio loyal? Ill- Illyrio is... Hang on. Just going to type mermaid in the trait search box. See if it turns up. I think he is loyal. Okay. I'm going to say yes. All right. Because he would be good out of Lannister. In like, he like a banner to the... isn't loyal. Oh, okay. So he'll be good out of Lannister in like a Lannister banner yeah. to the banner to dragon. the dragon. Because that Tywin alone pays for Illyrio's stand. Oh, Get extra out of him. Tywin is so good. Yeah, he really is quite incredible. Yeah, let's have a look. What can you get if you well, banner to the dragon? Good. It's all the dragons, which are useless. Dragons are shit. You can't get ge- Paris. I genuinely think the dragons are terrible. Yeah. They're I think just... it's a wasted opportunity, those guys. Well, they couldn't make them too good, because then Targ would have loads of really expensive characters in the core. For a change. They couldn't not have the uh, dragons. Hold the phone. You can take Jorah. Jorah's good. Jorah's very good. Unsullied are pretty good. Uh, but that's about it, you're right. Maybe in the future. Maybe. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, talk about this uh, Invitational then. Yeah, yeah. So, the Paramore Invitational we held this weekend. We were, we've been meaning to do it since last Starlek, I think. We first thought, right, well, you know what, we'll have a tournament just, just for the Cornish Paramours. And uh, as like a, a wrap-up to the Thrones year. Uh, no, we never got round to it. Suddenly, store championship started, and then regionals, and then all the other crap we did. Um, and so it got put off, put off, and finally we had it this weekend. And in essence, it was a tournament in our local, the old Three Cocks. Uh, we had 12 players, primarily Paramours, but also some random members of my meta and a couple from up north to fill out the numbers. Uh, we played the Joust. Uh, Reese topped the Swiss. I sneaked in at the cut at 2-2. I won't be talking about what deck I played because uh, I'm considering it for Worlds. Um, but I made I 
won against Reese in the cut and then beat Bambi in the final. So that's two victories in two tournaments. You are on a roll. Smug. Yeah. And Wedge was like, you cheeky bastard, making the cut at 2 2. I was like, yeah, that was a bit cheeky to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I lost, uh, I lost to two players playing Quentin in the Swiss. And Quentin, then, eh? Quentin's yeah. come back on the scene. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I beat Reese playing Quentin in the cut. So clearly my matchup, my deck needs uh, filling out against that matchup. Although they both were long, hard-fought games that could have gone either way. Um, yeah, so that was great. We were in the Cox, obviously, so we started drinking probably before the first pairings came up because in a shocking turn of events, Peel was late. I rang no. five minutes before it started, and he was like, are you, are you on the way? Uh, yes. Ah. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Peel. So we started late. Uh, James got us some pizza on the way home. We drank well into the night. Uh, we were given the restaurant in the old Three Cocks. Is this James we... Wemmer or James who's just come back from Australia? James who's just come back from Australia. I'll oh, the... try and dif- distinguish them with James and Wemmer. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting James because apparently he likes me based on the podcast. So He did. He was very upset that you couldn't make it. Yeah, I was upset, mate. I really was. We were playing Musical Thrones, which was pretty sweet. Uh, have you have you heard about this before? I've, I mean, we played it at the Leal Regional, but obviously you weren't there. <laughs> no. Okay, so in its simplest form, you get three players and two decks. And you play till the end of taxation, and then you move to the chair to your left. <laughs> and right. you've got to play as optimally as possible. <laughs> so the deck stays there? Yeah, but you're playing <laughs> a different deck, and then you'll take a turn off, and then you'll play. Um, yeah, so you play as optimally as possible. You've got to try and win with the deck you're playing, and not just set up the other deck to win next turn. Um, you've got to be fair and reasonable you know there's a bit of sportsmanship going on so how Um, do people play this is it joust it's joust yeah you could play a melee (laughs) but that would be absolute chaos (laughs) mental Uh, it was much too late to start a melee game Uh, so we we had uh, Knights of the Hollow Hill versus Black Sails and it was Peel and Rowan and then Reese was the third man Uh, (laughs) it went on forever and the hold was accessed twice in about nine plots both of which were from naval uh, naval reinforcements that sounds like Peel playing Black Sails when well, he's <laughs> properly. Yeah, it was partly Peel, partly Rowan, partly Reese. It was it was amazing. It was so much fun to watch. And in the end, Black Sails won it, despite the prolonged game. <laughs> it was it was brilliant to watch. Uh, we had about probably about ten of us at that point just watching the game and cheering along, absolutely oh, rat assed. Um, so that was good. Uh, we went back in the morning and we played a Highlander Cube draft which was the real highlight of the weekend. It was so much fun. Uh, what we did was we got 720 cards from first edition, uh, 100 from each house, 100 neutrals and 20 like multi-faction cards, shuffled them all together and drafted. Uh, there were 12 of us in two pots of six. Uh, before we started, we were given an agenda out of 12 um, to start the draft with. So I got Bloodthirst. Uh, Whammer got Old Way uh, there was Aloof and Apart um, City of Shadows uh, Defiance Siege of Winterfell and basically all the all the house only ones and a couple of the the neutral ones that don't need real themes to flesh them out so we didn't have the Maester's Path we didn't have yeah. uh, the ones which require bigger decks we didn't have um, Black Sails or uh, 
like the North agendas or anything like that. But we had Knights, we had Heir to the Iron Throne. Uh, so yeah, so then you just draft 60 cards, you get a starter as well. And then uh, you get dealt 16 plot cards and you do a couple of rounds of plot drafting as well. So you get to know what your agenda is, you get to know what your deck is, and then you can draft plots to go with them. And you have access to treaty as well. Treaty? Yeah, you know, the in the draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the draft. I thought you meant, yeah. like, um, the treaty agendas. No, no. <laughs> Banner of the North or whatever. Uh, God, no. Uh, just uh, the treaty agenda, so you can run house-only cards uh, out of house, uh, and you can pay, you just pay normal gold cost, and um, you need 20 power to win. Uh, so, yeah, then we just did a four rounds of Swiss cuts top four. I, uh, I'll i go through Peel... In a moment, we're going to cut to people and they're going to tell us what their their decks were like. Um, but Peel drafted Lannister Defiance, but he didn't really draft many Lannister cards. Uh, I looked through his deck and there were at least seven or eight Greyjoy cards in 40 cards. Right. Uh, which seemed foolish. Not that many yeah. Lannister cards and not that many characters. Uh, so I don't, I'm not really sure he knew what he was doing, to be honest. Uh, but we'll see next time maybe um, Dave drafted a pretty nice Siege of Winterfell deck he saw he had Siege he asked me what house that was uh, Stark uh, and then he just drafted Stark cards every time he saw a Stark card he grabbed it if he couldn't grab a Stark card he would grab a neutral card or a low cost card from another house just yeah. in case and just to stop other people's gold curves which I thought made sense considering he doesn't know what a lot of the bomb cards are yeah, uh, but yeah, that deck actually. You know, I looked through it and I was like, "This looks like a well, a poor man's Siege of Winterfell deck, but a Siege of Winterfell deck all the same." Like a lot of those cards weren't out of place, so that's pretty cool. Good uh, on him. Well done, Dave. Yeah, uh, the other guy who isn't on won't be on the cast today. Mike Clark drafted a Gaston deck. He got one copy of Gaston and three Nobles, but we had agreed before to play with cards as printed, not with Arata. Because oh. there were things like Maiden's Bane and Naval Escort in the pool. So we're like, yeah, we'll play as printed. Then we realised Gaston was in the pool. And so suddenly Gaston becomes very, very scary when you get like Edric Dane or Dagos Manwoody on the table. Yeah, because obviously the cost doesn't matter anymore, does it? No. So uh, he got That's that. That's massive. Uh, and in 40 cards, you don't see Gaston every every game, but he was mulliganing for Gaston and he had a bar of sand, the one that you can remove from the game to mulligan again. <laughs> so he had, a, he did actually get to use her once or twice. The only time in history that she's ever been used. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, my deck was a broken mess, basically. Uh, it. Like I was given bloodthirst. Yeah, I was given bloodthirst, and I thought, you know what, I, I'd like to play this, but I don't think this is possible, um, based on the characters I get. But over the course of the draft, I managed to get, um. One of my first big picks was Burning on the Sands. So that, that's quite nice. I got given a pick. Wham, I passed one pack round and it had Doran Solar, Red Vengeance and Gaston Grey in it. Oh, fuck. So I, I took Doran Solar because it needed no other support. Um, I managed to get, uh, he calls it Thinking, the only copy in the pool. Of course you did. Shockingly, yeah. Uh, and eventually it just, there wasn't much Stark being drafted. So I drafted a a pretty nice Stark Martell deck in the end. Um, but towards the end, it just started getting a little bit ridiculous. So Mage took one look at his pod. He, drafted, he was drafting Baronites. 
and passed on uh, non-kneeling Asher and the new Daenerys to me. I was right. like, oh, okay. Neither of those are house only in our format because they're as printed. Indeed. I was like, right, well, I'll have Daenerys. I'll happily pay the five gold for her. And we're playing it so that once you declare what house you're playing, you get the seas for that house. So if I say I'm playing Martell, I'm getting the Martell Targ seas. Ah, oh, you canny bastard. Yeah. So I was like, well, she's only three now if I've got a C. So I'll have her. That's fine. Uh, I got Jane Westerling and then I drafted a Stannis. So I was like, well, he's going in because I can search for him on demand. Uh, on my the last uh, run through, I pick up my last 10 cards and Potts Viper is there. I was like, oh, well, I'll have him. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and then I pass it on and get given Mira Reed. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm playing Treaty to Stark, so she's not Stark only, so that's fine. I'll have her as well. Uh, that was pretty nice. I had a lot of broken cards in that deck. Um, Seal of the Hand on Daenerys is really, really nice to stand her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Burning on the Sands to protect my stuff. Uh, the Viper, Stannis, Daenerys... And Mira Reed are pro- well, probably the best four characters in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's so, pretty standard. Yeah, yeah pretty nasty. Um, yeah, and then I got on to drafting plots. And about six picks in, I got Crossing the Mummers Ford. Right. Which <laughs> is Christ. as printed. So I was like, well, I'll take that, at least as a hate draft, because there's nothing else really decent that I've got. Um, so I looked at what I've already got, and I thought, right, I've got Shores of Nysar from the... Uh, the draft starter, and I've got beyond the black wall before the black walls, so that's three rivers, including before the, the black walls. Yeah, exactly. I know a guy who thinks that card's legit. <laughs> People mentioned that when I played it. Uh, True, right. So I carried on, and I got two more rivers. Rivers. I bet it was good though, wasn't it? When you used it. No, it wasn't that good. Well, you're playing it wrong. It, it was all right. It was fine, but it wasn't amazing. Bollocks. <laughs> Yeah, so I drafted two more rivers, including the, the fifth one you play that allows you to trigger Mummers for the third time. Uh, and then I got Minstrel's Muse as well, which is really nice. I also drafted uh, uh, Negotiations, but I felt that that was too much card draw, and so I didn't play it. Because I couldn't shuffle my like rivers laden hand into my deck because there's too many cards. Uh so yeah, that was really fun. I can up and had like eight restricted cards, I think. Oh, I had the Viper's Bannerman as well. Yeah. Wow. It was it was really dirty. It was it was probably the best deck I've ever played in any format. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like all your favourite cards. It was amazing. Jeez. Uh, so that was pretty wonderful. Um, I topped the Swiss, and then got knocked out in the first round by Bambi, uh, who played fantastically, saw lots of renown and stand, and I played horrendously. It must be said. I had a three gold setup, and then realised when I flipped my cards, I could have actually spent five gold with oh. uh, with the same number of cards. Has that got anything to do with being out on the piss all night before? Possibly. I reckon it probably has. Uh, but it, I had already gone four rounds and not made too many play mistakes and won all those games. So okay, maybe well, it's just sh- my general incompetence. So yeah, uh, basically, I am going to keep the draft pool made from now on. Excellent it news. will eventually get sleeved when I can be bothered to buy 720 matching sleeves uh, and then another 180 for plots. Uh, so, with the exception, of t- the exception of taking cards out for Worlds and Starlek, we will have that in a shoebox, hopefully until the end of time. And people have said, we want to play it again. 
Oh, good. Uh, it, everyone said it was fantastic. So next time we have a Paramore Invitational, that will definitely be the Sunday event. And uh, I will probably be bringing it to regionals and stuff if I'm staying overnight and doing we're doing things on the Sunday. That kind of thing. Sure. I'll, I'll, it will be about for me to bring uh, if people want it. I can probably bring it to Starlake if people want to do that on the Sunday as well. Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be well up for at least getting involved, whether it's yeah. Starlake or, or before or after. That yeah, sounds great. Uh, and the other thing, uh, Mike said that we're welcome back anytime. He loved having us there and that he's trying to get some, trying to get the rooms upstairs finished for accommodation and that he'll try and give them out for free just to hey, get us back. Sponsorship like, deal, baby. So that's pretty sweet. Free accommodation. Sponsorship. Um, okay, well, do you want to cut and yeah. um, we'll move to everyone's um, discussions now? And then when, when everyone gets back to us, I've got a nice feature to re- renew, and that's Conspiracy Corner. We've got a really great one this time. My name is Becky. I've been playing since uh, I got the core set for Christmas in 2011. And on the Saturday, I played Lannister and came bottom of the Swiss, which was very sad because that's the deck I'm taking to Starlick. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm really hoping that uh, I, can, I can pull something out of the bag before then. Um, on the Sunday, I drafted an excellent Targaryen Dragon Rush deck. It was amazing. I played against Reese, and my favourite play was getting off a superior claim. And the um, what's the other one that claims three power after the uh, make uh, an example, make an example, and superior claim, <laughs> which was glorious. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh yeah. And I also had two of the, I think that was 12 streets in the pool. No, sorry, four streets in the pool of 12 people. Yeah. And I had two of them. <laughs> Glorious. It didn't stop me getting choked in one of the games, but still. Okay. My favourite thing that happened to me, however, was playing against you, Dave. Are you sure favourite is the right word? Hmm, it's the most memorable, for sure. <laughs> Go on, then. Okay, I, um, I did a, a military challenge um, against Dave. So I think it was for 10 power. And Dave defended for 11. And I thought, oh, that's a bummer, isn't it? But it's nice. I've got this marine tawny ground here, which I used. And I can only lower his strength by one, but it was enough. And Dave went, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, bugger, I forgot about that. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Hmm. Oh, you really buggered me there, didn't you? <laughs> and I actually felt good for once in my life. Once in my Thrones playing career, I actually felt like I'd done something good in my life. And then Dave just goes, oh, oh hold on a minute. Here's he called it thinking. And I was like, well, that's shit, isn't it? And then he goes, sorry, my hand was so big, I couldn't find it. Sorry. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's Martel privilege, we call that. Sorry, my hand was so big, I couldn't find the one specific card I needed to bone you over. But you found it. But it's all sorted now. I have yeah. Good. attended therapy to deal with this. Yeah, it's been a busy Monday. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it was good to speak to you. Shall I yeah, put James on the line? Yeah, go for it. So I'm James J.C. Wammer. Um, I've appeared on this podcast before, generally in sort of angry rant mode. Um, yeah, I, it was an amazing weekend, which I think we basically all expected it to be. It sort of delivered on all counts, really. Um, on the Sunday, uh, the agenda that I was given was the old way. And when I saw that, I groaned because in the practice run on the day before, I'd got the Siege of Winterfell and I was looking forward to building a Siege deck and I was not looking forward to building an Old Way deck. And so I thought, okay, you know what? I'm just going to ignore that agenda. I'm going to draft as if I don't have one. Maybe I'll do Treaty. Maybe I'll do no agenda, whatever else. And then the first 10 cards, the first card I saw was Longship Maiden's Bane. <laughs> What's that? One in 
720 chance of drawing that then? So, well, well 10 in 720. Let's, let's not oversell it. But yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, 1 in 72. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, two packs later, I got Naval Escort. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> um, and I ended up getting a reasonable fully functioning deck. I, I was expecting to sort of have to round it out with a bit of jank, but I was actually having to cut cards that were reasonable choices like Ambitious Oarsman and Iron King's Guard and stuff like that that would sort of actually maybe make an old way deck in the real game. <laughs> I was having to cut those so I could preserve my jank. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. So what yeah. was the wonderful piece of jank that you added to your deck? So I had two out-of-house cards that I allowed myself one was the Dragonbone Doe, Dragonbone Doe, Dragonbone Bow, um, which is attached character gains deadly, and as an action you can kneel the character to have them participate in the challenge as an attacker, mm-hmm. um, which is great for messing up people's challenge maths with the old way, well so, worth the three cost um, with the out-of-house penalty. And I also was very fortunate in that the only monocon that I saw the entire time was the Greyjoy one, and putting it uh, the bow on that Greyjoy Monocon is hilarious because when the opponent attacks, I can drop in the two strength one that makes all their strength not count on the other side and then just defend with Maiden's Bane and win any challenge and make them kill someone. <laughs> nice. Which I did, and that was fun. Um, the other piece of jank was Rhaegar Targaryen, the one who, after he's killed, um, the round immediately ends and any player can trigger that response. I thought it would go well with Old Way to shove him in, deliberately lose a challenge with him so I could end a round if I needed to. That sounded kind of okay in my head, but he didn't see one. I didn't play him once all day. He just sat in my hand the whole time. Shame. Shame. Shame indeed. Tell them why I hate drafted. Oh, yes. Um, Becky's asked me to point out that she hate drafted, amongst other things, Island Refugee, um, Sultan <laughs> Iron. And the cancel Alanis Greyjoy. Oh wow, yeah. And of Which, course she was sitting next to you, so she was. She was sitting next to me, and I know I can't speak for um I should know Salt and Iron I had a chance to take, but I think that was in the same pack as Naval Escort or something. The other two I know for a fact came the other way so that Becky was the one before me. <laughs> um so that was nice. But yeah, it was a dickish deck. Um, I got to have an obscene plot deck of f- uh, Four Rivers, Negotiations, King's Law, and Victorian Scheme. Um, Pretty so tasty. Yeah, that was nice and tasty. Um, in the actual event, I went 3-1 and one in the Swiss. I beat Becky in the first match. Um, got a mod win against Mike Clark, which would have easily been a full win. But he had uh, unerratted Gaston Gray. Uh, was one of the cards that he drafted, and he got a bunch of nobles. And in that game, he saw all the nobles and Gaston Grey. And it turns out challenge tricks are quite tough for the old way to deal with, and only the fact that I drafted such a bomb deck let me even get the mod win. Um, then Rowan beat me. Um, he just got the drop on me with the unopposed Euron, and then with claim-raising Ariane and Longship Iron Victory that kills a character and all this stuff, and just was able to power rush me. Um... I beat Vince because he made an error um, against Old Way, which you wouldn't expect from Vince, given he's been playing it for like a year. Yeah. Um, he had uh, a Tywin Lannister with Taste for Blood, did a challenge for exactly the correct amount of strength needed to win the challenge, um, and I had the Greyjoy event that pumps your strength by one in my hand. 
Okay. Um, I command the winds, I think it's called. And so he lost his Tywin that had like seven power on. Um, and that won me the game, basically. Then in the top four, I played Wedge, um, who was running his obscenely well-put-together burn deck. But I, he, I was able to wait, hold it out until he valid round six and then just rush from three power to 15 in like the two turns before he got to Valor again. Yeah. Um, albeit he could have actually held me off, but he, he thought he'd be able to hold me off one more round. Played Benjin's Cash, one of the CCG cards that I'm sure you'll talk about with him. Oh, yeah. Um, and that gave me enough time to close it out. Then in the final, Bambi, um, I would have won, um, but he got out the Corset Melisandre that stops power from counting. Um, and I did reach 16 power. Unfortunately, nine of it was on my Asher Greyjoy. <laughs> um, so that was unfortunate. Uh, and then he got out Jack and Hagar. Um, and I, it was actually quite funny because I kind of had to talk him through how to beat me. Right. Um, because it was the end of a long day. We were all very tired. And he knew that he could win with Jackin, but couldn't figure out exactly how to do it. And so I had to sort of say, okay, if you discard power to give him Vigilant, Renown, Intimidate, and Melee, then you can get <laughs> your challenges through unopposed just Jackin and rush me and win. <laughs> Vigilant, Renown, and Melee, wow, yeah. So it meant that he got three unopposed challenges, two claim, Renown on all of them, and he had like four other Renown characters out that got to participate on one of the challenges. Okay. But yeah, it took it took a bit of work for us to get there. But in the end, between us, we managed to have him beat me. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it was a great event. Uh, my thanks to you, Dave, for putting it together. And I, I think all like the several hours that it took us to um to assemble the draft were definitely worth it. Yeah. Well, now it's assembled. You can keep it's it. It's in a shoebox, and it will just stay there unless I need the cards for other decks, and then they'll a note will be put in, and they'll go back in eventually. Awesome. So, it will return. Yeah, and next time, can I have something other than Old Way, please? Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm kind of sad to know that that's going to be like Legacy Draft. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to pick up some cheap CCG cards on eBay and uh, add I've, I've got some. We, Becky and I have got a stack of CCG cards. There's some real doozies in there. Yeah, so next time you can always bring them and insert them in and... Uh, Nice. I want that. That's the exception. I will build another Greyjoy deck if I can include Saltwater Scholar in it. What does that do? It's the Maester that I wanted to exist in um, in First Edition the whole time. Right. It's a non-unique Greyjoy Maester, three cost, three strength, Learned Crest, Intrigue, and Power Icons. Mm. So the exact cost point Greyjoy needs, and then it has the response: after a character is saved, stand or kneel that character. Oh wow. <laughs> How perfect would that be for a great joint Maesters deck? <laughs> yeah, I think there's good reason they didn't reprint that. Well, I didn't say there wasn't. I said I wanted them to. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, thanks, Wammer. No it's problem. Thanks for having me on. Very good having you on. I'll catch you later. Well, next up we have the lovely Wedge, who's been with us before. Say hello, Wedge. Hello. And take it away. What did you think of this weekend? I thought it was a damn fine weekend, Dave. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, what more could you ask for? A full weekend in a pub. Um, a lovely place it was, too. Lack of signal was a bit of an issue, but guess what? That's what to be expected from the middle of the countryside. <laughs> yep. 
Um, but the tournament was good, um, especially the draft. Um, yeah. So I was given the uh, 2 agenda, and uh, that just felt like a, a good challenge to draft a deck that would be suitable for that. Uh, in my first pack um, of 10, I saw Maraxes, so that decided the house I was going to go for, because that was a pretty good card from the Targ 2 And then just went from there. Um, I got pretty much all the staple cards that one would hope to find in a Targ Burn deck, including Hatchling's Feast, Forever Burning, Ambush from the Plains, and Flame Kissed. Got a whole load of great characters like the Dragon Knight, Dragon Thief, uh, Blood Rider, Company of the Cats. There was a load of free influence in the starter pack, so I knew I didn't have to worry about that. And I even got some fun out-of-house cards like Iron Iron Marines and uh, The Last River for a bit of Starkburn. Do you want to talk us through the last river because I don't think I've ever seen that card before. <laughs> uh, before I, before you point it out to me, the well, <laughs> last river um, is yeah, say a bit of start winter burn, but it doesn't have to be winter. You just kneel it to give all participating characters without a military icon minus one strength until the end of the challenge. That's pretty um, nice. It worked out okay, but nowhere near as good as Island Islands Marines because forever lasting characters are pretty good in Hollow Hill. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was able to draft a really good plot deck as well. I couldn't believe how many um, great plots there were. I got Bungled and Valor and Threat from the North. <laughs> and then your decision to throw in some broken CCG cards helped even more. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, getting Benjamin's Cash added quite a lot of consistency to the deck. Um, do you want to yeah. tell everyone what Benjamin's Cash does? Uh, Benjamin's Cash is a two zero one, but in Hollow Hill that's effectively a four two one. And that's you search your deck for any card and add it to your hand. It was pretty nice. Yeah, my favourite move was just consistently Benjamin Cashing for my single Hatchlings Feast so I could then play Threat from the North the next round and have a one-sided board wipe. Worked well. Uh, I also got blessed by the Maiden, so I was able to shuffle back the singletons straight back into the deck. It's amazing. It was... Yeah, I was quite surprised I was able to draft such a consistent, kind of unified deck. Uh, I know previous attempts at drafts from the normal draft pool have normally ended up in something slightly wonky, but this was quite impressive. Well, as, as you said before, normally... You try and, you know, try and draft a deck that works, or at least you know doesn't collapse on itself within mm. two rounds. Whereas this time you've actually drafted a fully functioning deck. Yeah, um, actual archetype. Yeah, it was great. I mean, Wama managed the same thing with his old way. That's what eventually knocked me out. I just couldn't deal with his um, Maiden's Bay. Mm. And your deck was probably the most broken thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was a little bit broken, wasn't it? The decision to play with cards as printed was nice. Um, it, it was an interesting decision. Uh, it meant that I could run Befouled River in my 2-2-2 two, two, two deck. Yeah. And that was quite entertaining, especially as an opener, if I didn't bother with Bungold. Yeah, that's pretty nice. People's faces when you have to make them discard two of their cards for no effort, and a 
playing two first turn is um, quite funny. <laughs> yeah, especially as they can do barely anything because you've got ambush. It's like I'll just let you make all my cha- all your challenges and then uh, yeah, drop in something. It's fine. It's good. I also got cold hands and a grip. <laughs> well, I did see a grit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, grit wasn't as useful as cold hands, but I did steal the Targ um, version of Mace Draymond at one point. That's pretty nice. That was nice. Yeah. I mean, Cold Hands is amazing in that pool because there was a lot of renown running around. Yes, and not uh, many dupes. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty nice. Mm. Although I was kind of shocked by how many dupes people were able to get by drafting different versions of the same character. Yeah, well, I managed to get two Vipers, and that was very much just Pot's Viper and a duplicate rather than the shitty yeah. Valor Viper. Yeah, that doesn't work so well. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, have you got anything else to add? or um, Only that we should do it more often. Um, yeah. Me and Jack are planning on a tournament in the pub um, the end of October. We will not have drafting, but it will be, have the same kind of atmosphere of drinking from early and first edition thrones. The kind of final throws of the game. And what's the the title of your tournament? Moribund Deadpile. Best name for a tournament ever. <laughs> I hope there's a good hashtag that's coming up. <laughs> last time we had a hashtag go hard or go hard home, which was pretty good. So... Yeah, get Josh involved in the marketing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, thanks for coming on, Wedge. Thank you for having me. And I'm sure we'll have you again sometime soon. See you soon. All right, bye. Bye. All right. Well, cheers and goodbye, actually. <laughs> Thanks okay. for being uh, flexible. No problem. Uh, thank you for you being flexible and not recording everything on a Wednesday. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Hello there. I'm Jack or Mage. Uh, I, yeah, I played, well, my agenda was Knights of the Realm, uh, which I was pretty happy with. I thought S- smaller deck uh, and three draws a turn would be very nice. Then my first pack, I got the Knight of Flowers, um, and I thought, well, he's the best knight in the game, so it looks like I'm <laughs> playing Baratheon Knights. And then, over the next few turns, I got a Seat of Power and Melisandre's Favor, and I started to think, oh, this is this is coming together quite nicely. And then, yeah, got and then just seemed to pick up just about every Baratheon Knight as they came through that. And all the Rainbow Guard guys and things like that. And I got two copies of Sir Emin Coy, one of which is good and one of which is, is really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> and I found myself in a lot of games setting up the really, really bad one. Um, yeah, and then the because I was so focused on Knights, it did mean that I had to give away a lot of really, really good cards. Like, I think once I picked um, just, like, uh, one of the... Bryce Karen or someone and passed on uh, Daenerys, the really good one, and Asher, the really good one, uh, and had to give them to you, which was unfortunate. Yeah, Daenerys did, did some work for me over the course of the weekend. Yeah, maybe I should have hate drafted her and thought that, I don't know, Bryce Karen might have made him made his way back round to me. Um, Probably, yeah. Yeah, uh, but just see, it, it, it seemed like an easy choice at the time, but it, it I should have Captain Eris, I think. Um, yeah. And then the plots came around, and 
I managed to get a fairly decent plot lineup for a Baron Knight's deck. It was uh, the King's Law, um, which worked, would have worked great with the Knight of Flowers if I'd seen him in any of the games. Um, uh, spending the Winter Stores, which was fantastic because people knew that I'd drafted Melisandre's favour and then the kind of look on their face when I was going to steal their best character with loads of power on them for the round <laughs> was just like, hey. And then Mel Schemes and Fury of the Stag, both of which are kind of standard Baratheon Knight builds. I think I'd have done better if I wasn't so hungover on the day. I made a lot of very bad mistakes, um, especially against Bambi, who obviously went on to win it. Um, if I'm allowed to say that, spoilers. But I, I, sh- I should have beaten Bambi in so many different ways on my Mel's favour turn. And I forgot that I had an Obey the King in hand to stand his stolen Bob to get to the 14th, 15th power by standing him back up and putting him in another challenge. Bryce Karen, I just forgot that he had Renown and didn't use him in a challenge. And so, yeah, I was on 14 power and then lost because Bob went back over to Bambi and then he destroyed me. Oh, yeah, and the only other person I beat was Peel, and Peel was not was not really feeling the draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny that he kind of played fish whiskers, and I was like, Peel, he just kneels straight away uh, because you haven't got any warships, and I was like, No, he's he's House Greyjoy only, and you're playing Treaty to something else. <laughs> he's playing and, Lannister Defiance. Yeah, Lannister <laughs> Defiance, and yeah, so Peel. Uh, Fish whiskers got flung across the room in a bit of a strop, uh, which was annoyingly in the game against Peel. Uh, he'd set up Tywin, and I thought, oh, great, I'll let him do some challenges against me, and then I'll steal him and win the game. But then I ended up killing Tywin before he got any power on him, so I couldn't, ste- I couldn't even steal anything. That's I heartbreaking. I know. So I, I shouldn't have hit him with any filthy accusations, really. That was the... Kept keeping him now kind of ruined Peel's day, I think. Um, Shame. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all right for me. I, I managed to win one game on the Sunday, which is, you know, That's better. the best you can hope after a night of the Cox, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was quite a, a long drinking session, really. Um, and, yeah, and I bubble-boyed in the regular joust, um, which, yeah, fifth place, I'll, I'll take that with the best players in the country all there um, of which I'm definitely not one uh, <laughs> a, a middling idiot uh, puts stupid cards like three times much and more in his deck um, the more much and more the better yeah yeah. So uh, it's, it's just the best card isn't it um, especially if you can get all three in your first in your starting hand which I did against Reese. Um <laughs> didn't help me he still absolutely battered me but were you running uh, Robot Decree I wasn't running rule by decree. Well, there's your issue. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a, a long-term plan, and my deck was very much centred on if I haven't won by three turns, that's that's it. I don't really care anymore. Let's let's just cancel, stop the game now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I was playing my Baratheon aloof that has been kind of knocking about for ages without Oakenshield Port in it, which I've realised after drafting it on the Sunday is a really good card. Um, it is a really good card. Yeah, I think it, it should probably go into my uh, deck that I might be taking to you know a big tournament at the end of November. Um, oh. Oh, oh, That sounds fun. Might join yeah. 
Yeah, but it's, it's, I think it should be a laugh. I don't, well, you know, couldn't possibly say because I don't want anyone to be scouting me. Um, so, but you know, a tournament around the end of November, not in the UK. Just, just leave it out there. Okay, there will be at once at least one Barrow deck. At least one Bar- Baratheon deck, provided nothing stupid happens, like the BMAs get restricted. That would be, that would make me sad. Um, <laughs> If that happens, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm not coming to Starluck. Um. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime. Right. Uh, we've got Bambi up now. Um, Bambi is lucky enough to be the overall champion from the weekend, uh, winning both the jow- well, sorry, winning the draft and coming second in the melee. Uh, Bambi, take it away. Introduce yourself and tell us about your weekend. Okay, hello, I'm Bambi, I'm sure most of you know me. I'm Bambi on the forums, shockingly. Um, I guess I'll preface this by saying uh, winning the draft, probably uh, using my motto, better lucky than good. I drafted uh, originally, so I had the agenda House of Dreams, which I thought would be great in draft. Potentially loads of great locations you can draft with House of Dreams. Um, Pack one, pick one, took Shadow's Jamie Lannister. Uh, then got past Val and then Amanda. So I thought, well, <laughs> we're on to a winner here. I've got a great draw engine. I didn't really want to commit to a house early, so thankfully the Shadows Jamie and then the Val didn't let me overcommit so I could see what was getting cycled around. When I saw the Amanda, I thought Lannister would potentially be open and then I could go for the uh, wedge special of House of Dreamings at the Amanda. Um, but then Lannister completely dried up pretty much, so my strategy had to change. There was lots of Baratheon cards flying around, so I quickly picked up uh, a Robert Baratheon early, a Melisandre, and the uh, four-strength, three-cost Renly with Renown. So I had three good bodies with Renown early. Um, at that point, I chose to abandon the House of Dreams strategy and just go for a more treaty aspect. Um, my draft didn't really have any particular synergy to it. A lot of the other guys had real themes. Mine was just dudes with renown, effectively. Um, so I had uh, three different copies of Robert Baratheon, uh, three different copies of Melisandre, Renly, Davos, Jamie with Renown, obviously my draw engine with Val, Manda, um, Shadows, Jamie, King's Landing as well. Um, <laughs> and that was effectively the basis of my draft. The plot part of the drafting went terribly. I didn't really get any good plots. Um, it was a bit shocking, really. Uh, my one saving grace was going into most games knowing that my opponent's probably didn't have valor i mean i knew wedge had one um i wasn't sure where the other one was but i knew there's only two in the pool so i could potentially overextend a little bit in games um my highlight from the draft was um me having a um tripped robert Brathian, a tripped melisandre um an enslaved killer of the wounded uh, Renly Baratheon and something else on my board against Wedge, him having nothing. Uh, he then played Threat from the North, Hatchling's Feast to kill both um, my... Uh, what, he played Hatchling's Feast, then he flame-kissed my Rob, so that died because of the strength loss. Melisandre d- 
died uh, to another strength rejection. I think he had the Dragon Knight. He then, forever burning Don Renly, wiped my entire board on one turn in a draft, playing Hollow Hill with Threat from the North, <laughs> Flame Kissed, Forever Burning, Hatchling Feast. I was like, this is a fucking draft, man. Come on, give me a break. It was the most brutal thing ever. I just cried at that point, and that was my one loss of the tournament. Um, but it, it was great fun. I mean... I'm not going to talk about games too much because we've effectively just had games. The main fun was me getting ruffle stomped by Wedge and then beating Whammer in the final because I had Hyper Jack and Hagar, effectively, who just went off and I could just do multiple challenges. He only had Weenie, so I just gave him Intimidate. Um, I'm going to say this quietly. Whammer had to remind me that Intimidate was a key word because I'd forgotten and I had no idea what it actually did. <laughs> um, He's already said that, so it's fine. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a noob. Um, yeah, but it, it was so much fun. Like I really like the aspect of the card drafting, but having the plot draft separate, that was really cool. Getting the agendas beforehand so you can at least have some kind of predetermined vision in mind as to what you want to try and do is great. Um, and it was just all in all a really good fun day. The joust was fun, awesome. Plugs to Three Cocks, you know, sponsors of Banner Behind the Throne, <laughs> repping it up. That was great. And all in all, a great Paramore weekend. And that is all I'm going to say for now, David. Fantastic. Well, thanks for uh, coming on, Bambi. And we welcome back Rowan now, who, of course, we had on last week. Uh, Rowan, talk about your weekend. Hi. Um... So, I had a really great weekend, unsurprisingly, since I got to play Thrones in a pub for two days. <laughs> um, the joust was fine, I went 2-2, um, and the draft was awesome. Uh, although, it started out a bit weird for me. I got Powerbind the Throne as my agenda, mm-hmm. um, so obviously, open up the first pack, pick the best Lanny card with an Intrigue icon, everything's looking nice, um, and then, for the, basically the rest of the thing, I didn't get like I got next to no good Lannister cards. I picked up the ones that I saw, but basically, it seems that every time I play a draft, I get past all of the good Targon Martell cards. So I got, I got a dragon. I got um, Aranus's Hill. I got uh, Ariane Martell, Orphan of the Green Blood. Um, and I got past quite a few good Greyjoy cards as well. Particularly at the end of rounds, I got a few warships. I got um, Liv Two. Thunderer, I got the unblockable Euron, and I got support of Heartlaw to go on him, which is sweet. Uh, and yeah, and like I said, a few landing cards. So by the time we got to the end, we opened the fifth pack. Well, opened, started the fifth pack, and I still didn't know what houses I was playing. I was drawing from four houses. I did get a couple of good neutrals. I got Harrenhal and Preston as well, um, which is nice. But yeah, so. After we finish the drafting, I look at my deck and I've got like 20 Targ cards and about 12 each of Lannister, Greyjoy and Martel. Right. And no no clue what to build. <laughs> um, but so we did the plot draft. Um, I snap-picked Common Cause because I figured at that point I might be playing a four-color deck. <laughs> so <laughs> it would <laughs> it's basically the best shot for my deck. Um, but I also got a couple of the really busted CCG plots. I got yeah. Conventions of War which is a 661, which says each player can only declare two challenges. Each player, like, what the hell? <laughs> I have no idea. Why does it affect your opponent? It's so dumb. 
That's a 661, so it's amazing. And it's a kingdom-traded plot, um, which is relevant for the next one, which is called On Raven's Wings, which is a 131. It says, well, you have one or fewer kingdom plots in your used pile. Um, when revealed, you may basically you at the gates for any character, so search for any character with putting across three or lower, put it into play. Um, this is amazing. Yeah, obviously also very good in a multicolor deck to get out your out-of-house stuff. Um, and I also got Name in the Air to get out my bigger out-of-house stuff. Um, and I got also Threat from the North and March to the Wall that I ended up not using because <laughs> I had so many other wicked plots and I had to play Alliance. Well, I started playing Alliance, so basically I put my deck together and eventually decided it was going to be tied to Greyjoy mm-hmm. with a smattering of the other Martell and Lancer cards. Oh, the other thing I got was Task in the East. So Targ has card, get a Martell thing. Um, That's pretty nice. <clears throat> which is really nice when you have Orphan of the Green Blood and Arian Martell in your deck. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so then I played against... Um, I had a really good game against Jack Sparrow Knights. Jack somehow managed to draft a real deck. Uh, <laughs> you know, like a good Baratheon Knights, which was unusual. Um, but, yeah, he kind of started got his knights down, drawing lots of cards, started rushing me. Um, he got um, Emin Coy, uh, the, sta- the Corset Stannis, who's unblockable if you don't have a lord. Um, but on like turn two, I got the Euron support of Harlow combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately got Mel's favoured. <laughs> then got him back, managed to block the power challenge on Jack's Fear of the Stag turn, thank fuck. Yeah. So I could keep Euron. And then Euron just went to town. Um, and I had a regal out as well, so I managed to rush the rush day, which was awesome. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah. Then I played you. As you may have already said, your deck was completely stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did not win that game. Um, yeah, can't really remember. Except that you did lots of horrible things. It went to time. It wasn't. Uh, uh, it wasn't like a complete bashing. Uh, yeah. You had a fair amount of power, and I hadn't won. But I think I was in the ascendancy. Yeah, definitely. Towards the end. Yeah, Daenerys Targaryen with Hand of the King. That was it. That's what <laughs> you, that fucked me right up. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. I did get to Rhaenys's Hill, you, I think, but it didn't. You did, yeah. do enough. Liv two and Rhaenys's Hill is a really nasty combo. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good, and I I oh, did that. get um, prized Wex to recur my Liv two. Yeah. As well. But that never actually happened. That's crazy. And it was like the only prize card in my deck, so Wex didn't actually do anything for me. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then round through, I played Whammer's Old Way. Uh, he also managed to draft a real deck. Old Way with, you know, Maiden Spain and shit in it. Luckily, he didn't draw Maiden Spain against me. Um, but I had one really good turn where I managed to. Uh, Bone him with the only game that matters to kill one of his characters to the old way on the power challenge, which is nice. Nice. Um, and then I I got Blood Blood Crazed Screamer out, who actually did quite a lot of work for me all day at, on my Common Cause turn, mm-hmm. and and I had an awful lot of green blood, so I made a military challenge with like some beefy stuff um, to do three claim to his like seven character board. <laughs> And wow. then, and I had Harren Hollat as well, so I then cancelled Wendermere, um, and then um, popped the orphan to get rid of somebody's icons so that the 
weeny little blood grey screamer who can force the second military challenge by himself for two claim. Oh wow. It's not Martel character anymore. <laughs> so I did five entry claim for his board, which was nice. And then I Rainus's Hilled all those things back the next turn. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome. Um, so I won that game. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> um and then I played against Wedge, who not only did he draft a real deck, he drafted a real Knights of the Hollow Hill burn deck. <laughs> as we all know, is a really good deck. And yeah. yeah. I mean I, I had nicked some of the best cards from his deck, Rainus's Hill, obviously, Long Lances, Piatpri. Um Yeah, but... you seem to get all of the dirty Martel card, uh, dirty Targaryen cards in your so deck. Does, in your every time I play draft, I get past all the dirty Targ cards. Yeah. Like every time. <laughs> and I always get at least one off into the green blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah, I, I just got burned. I think there was a there was a turn where I got Euron down with support of Harlow and I might have been able to go off if he hadn't got his singleton of Dragon Thief to get rid of support of Harlow. Um, and then yeah. Yeah. I just my stuff got burned down. He militaried me a lot. Um I drew Renis's Hill early and none of his stuff died because he was preventing me from winning any fucking challenges. So <laughs> Yeah, that didn't go well. There's not that but, much fun stuff he had in his deck to steal really. Like it's all solid yeah. stuff, but yeah, I None mean, was... Rainus' Hilling on Company of the Cat is just so much fun, though. That's true, yeah. <laughs> that would have been nice. But yeah, it just didn't happen for me that game, so I ended up 2-2 again, like in the Joust. Okay. But yeah, I was really surprised that I managed to actually make a good deck out of what I drafted. Um, so that was fun. I, I think most of us made decks that were reasonable, except for Peel, whose deck made no sense. Yeah, Peel. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised at the number of people who managed to draft like a real deck. Yeah. Um, like Jack did, uh Wemma did, Wedge did, um Secondary Dave got Stark Siege pretty much fully assembled. Yeah, Becky got Air uh, to the Iron Throne. Yeah, Mike had a pretty good casting deck. Yeah. And then like me, you and Bambi just got like odd bits of random shit. Yeah, like good treaty decks. Yeah, basically. With just random bomb cards in it. Uh and as it turned out, I was the least consistent of the random bomb cards decks. So yeah, the rivers certainly helped me. <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot about the rivers. What? Why? Why are two copies? That was the other thing. Whammer had the rivers as well in old way. Yeah, just rivers old way. And like course, I was given bloodthirst. I was. I had bloodthirst as my agenda, so I could have had rivers bloodthirst, but I obviously <laughs> didn't have the character base to support it or the event base. You had the Viper, that's the only character you need. Yeah, I don't know if I could delay enough with one copy <laughs> of Burning on the Sands. <laughs> no, I guess not. Okay, well, uh, thank you for joining us. No worries, man. And uh, you've been the quickest guest we've had back. Oh, with cool. Less than a week. <laughs> yeah. So, congratulations, and I'll catch you later. Okay, next up we've got Vince, our resident Frenchman. Uh, Vince, introduce yourself. Uh, well, hi everybody. Work. Uh, thank you very much for welcoming me here. And well, I'm just a French guy who have played Game of Thrones since 2011, and enjoy playing with uh, the British community today. Great. Uh, do you want to tell us about your your weekend at the Paramore Invitational? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, honestly, it was great to see everyone again after nationals. And well. We've been in a pub from sunup to sundown, so that's just <laughs> perfect, honestly. Uh, I came uh, there on the weekend with uh, not many ambitions, I must say. I took a deck on the morning, uh, a deck from uh, from JC Woman, from James, and made it worse just before the competition, because that's <laughs> what I do. 
So, yeah, it has been a bit complicated for the Joust on Saturday, though I enjoyed watching the, the finals and playing a 2.0 version on Saturday night, so that was quite cool. And I enjoyed the musical Thrones as well, watching the game perfect at night. Oh yeah, I'll be discussing that in detail on the cast, I'm sure. It's chaos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it, I must say, it's worth it. And yeah, and then on Sunday there has been the, the draft, which is a format I must say I enjoy a lot. I don't play it quite often, I've never really played it before Before I started playing Thrones, but I really enjoyed it. It's I don't know much about it, I'm not a good drafter, but discovering the cards and the randomness of the thing is actually really cool. So I ended up with the agenda uh, aloof and apart after picking for the first time the old way, which I was very proud of. <laughs> and uh, so I, I told to myself I would go for expensive characters. I know that in draft there are a few rules, as rules, that's a big word, but it's good to have cheap characters, so do not forget to pick that up. It's good to have draw as well, because there's not supposed to be a lot of draw in draft. So I had this this in mind, but I tried to pick some uh, expensive characters as well to make my agenda worth it. The very first card I drafted in the very first uh, pack, let's call it like that, we, we got actually uh, as driven the, what I did on, uh, during the draft. It was the Pyromancer's Cash. So oh, that's I a had, great first pick. Yeah, that was perfect. It was Draw, it was Lannister, which is an, a house that works quite well in... Uh, about, but the, maybe not the best, but it makes sense uh, somehow. So I started drafting Lannister, and I realized at the same time that there was a lot of stock. There were a lot of stock cards that weren't picked in the first few packs. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a double theme. I'm gonna play Lannister and Stark with my Aloofan apart. It's gonna be perfect and everything. And when we reached the start of the fourth pack on the sixth, we we had to draft. I realized that I couldn't play both Treaty and the Lufen apart. So half of what I did before was just bullshit. So <laughs> I started drafting again and I ended up with a deck I like, I must say. I liked a lot. Uh, Lannister, Lufen apart. I had only two cards that were not Lannisters. So, I mean, three cards, sorry. I had um, the, the Blackfish because okay. it's draw. I had Salador San, uh, the Ali character that uh, discards locations. From Baratheon because it's good to discard locations. Yes, it is. And uh, uh, Taste for Blood, which has been bonkers all day, honestly. Discard is just so strong in draft. If you manage to have it, guys, just go for it. And uh, that was cool. I played four games. First against the Jamie, who was Lannister Baratheon. I must say, I'm uh, I have to say that I'm a bit uh, not happy. Uh, unhappy. I lost this game because I scored something like. 26 powers, but he had uh, Melisander's corset Melisander on the on the field, which means that all the powers I had on my characters did not count, and I managed to lose the, the game 15-12 or something like that in the end. It was a bit sad. After that, I played against Jack, who had a shot at winning, but I don't know whether there was a, a turn where he, he could have won, I think, but maybe because he was too hasty, he made a few mistakes and couldn't manage to, to grab the victory, so I did it just after that. I played against Reach, which against Reese, sorry, which was a great game because he was playing City of Shadows. And on the very first turn, I had Tyrion Lannister, the one that brings Carl back into Shadows when uh, he wins a challenge. So everything he would just take out of Shadows, I would bounce it back right away. Nice. So that's quite fun. 
and I lost the last game against James due to a very stupid mistake I made. I had the control of the game and I was aiming for victory, but I was too, I'd say, maybe too arrogant and started to, sorry, declare the challenge with uh, Tywin Lannister, who was the main character at the moment on the table, the one that was really important, uh, all alone, and I lost the, the challenge against his old way deck, so he had to die, and that was sad. And yeah, sorry, I realize I've been talking a lot already, and oh, that's fine. But uh, mostly it about draft it was honestly really cool, and the cube was really, really good. I I would enjoy playing that cube again. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll bring it out at every opportunity from now on. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on the cast. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. And well, have a nice end of uh, of podcast. <laughs> we will. Thanks, Vince. Uh, right, I'm joined by Reese now. You may have heard him mentioned a couple of times on the cast before. And um, the fourth host. Yeah, Reese, introduce yourself and tell us about your weekend. Okay, so, hi, I'm Reese. Uh, I'm technically Shifty McNinja on all the boards, but I'm not on the boards, if you understand my drift. Uh, my weekend was pretty good. Uh, I learned how to thrones again for the joust. King to the Swiss after my spectacular round one against Mr. Jack Machin. Played, was playing Quentin, played Summon by the Conclave. Was looking through my deck, ask Mr. JC Wyman, who provided the deck for me, where's my Flea Bomb Scavenger? He tells me there's none in the deck, so <laughs> I get up from the table, walk across the room to where Dave had his Martel Binder, pull a Flea Bomb Scavenger out, sit back down and inform my opponent that I, I picked Flea Bomb Scavenger. And uh, we carried on with a Flea Bomb Scavenger in my deck for the rest of the day. Continued to make it to 4-0, and, oh, and then Dave battered me in the semi-finals. <laughs> After I battered him in round two. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. He traded off. He got his revenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, against me, you searched your deck and couldn't find Darkstar. Yeah, I wanted it's to like... find Darkstar in the semi-finals, because I already had the Scavenger, Quentin, and the Red Viper. <laughs> <laughs> and then, when I was like, yeah, I knew he'd kick off when he realised that wasn't in there either. I was like... <laughs> What is this Quentin deck? Well, have you have... literally never built a Martel told up before? What yeah, is... like, learn to Martel whammer. Learn to Martel. Yeah. So tell us about your uh, your draft. Well, I, I decided pretty early on, as in months ago when this was decided, that the cube was happening. I was like, right, whatever agenda I'm given, I'm going in. So I was given City of Shadows. I was like, this is a pretty banter uh, agenda. I can do some pretty sweet things with this. And I'm flicking through my pack, and the best card in the pack is Robert Baratheon. Standy, <laughs> standy Rob. I'm like, this is a wait a minute. This is no shadows, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Considerably less good. So I, I successfully avoided taking him, picked up some random Baratheon card with renown, like Watcher of Night of the Night or something. Yeah, Watcher uh, of the Nightfire, yeah. Yeah, he was, no, he had renown and he was relatively cheap, so I picked him up. And then by the end of the first ten picks, I had one Shadows card, Shadow Cat. So I was like, "This is going well. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be rewarded." But the draft picked up. I picked up Queen of Dawn's Black Cells. So I was like, "I had a pretty sweet Barrow deck with loads of Shadows cards." The issue was all my Shadows cards were Baratheon or neutral, other than like three. So. I was playing City of Shadows, but it was probably it probably would have been better. It was just a no agenda deck, and take Mo Kaylin out. That was the only 
out of House Shadows card that was any good. Yeah, of course. You could have just run Treaty to one of them and not had to deal with the drawbacks of uh, City of Shadows because play Treaty to start. One game. Yeah, I did only win one game and that was the one game where I couldn't play City of Lies turn one because I had no cards to put into Shadows. I played no Shadows cards the entire game. (laughs) So I would have won about a turn earlier if I'd been claiming like the seven unopposed challenges I had but just couldn't because I couldn't put card in Shadows and I was like... (laughs) Well, so what you're telling me is the one time my deck wins is when it wasn't City of... Oh, oh dear. (laughs) This went terribly. That is a shame. Yeah, all in all, the weekend was great fun. Everyone in the UK met a must at some point make their pilgrimage to play Thrones at the Cark. So I've done this a couple of times. This was less violent than my first trip. So (laughs) always, always happy. Great. Uh... Anything else you want to add? Um, yeah. But that's a secret. That's post-Starlick secret. Oh. We'll have okay. to come back the week after Starlick to discuss that one. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I'll win right. Starlick and uh, then we could discuss it. Oh, sure. Okay, well, thanks for coming on, Reese. No uh, problem. Thanks sure, for we'll having have me. Back at some Finally. <laughs> yeah, it's only been 14 weeks of you begging. In the Paramore chat. Well, not really, it's, not really, it's not me begging, it's you constantly mentioning me. Like, people <laughs> need to know who I am. Alright, so well, that was the Power Invitational and the little vignettes from some of the members that attended. Uh, Craven, you've got your Conspiracy Corner to talk about. Yes, I have. And um, <laughs> Oh man, this is so good. Um, obviously, on the back of Varys and Illyrio being mermaids, Bruce Bolton being a vampire. Um, oh god, what else have we had? Everybody being Dario. Yeah. This one um, comes from the bowels of Reddit. Deep, deep undercover. Um, and it is about Stannis Baratheon. Um, I dropped a little spoiler into the Facebook chat for the Paramours a second ago, saying, who wants to see a spoiler? And I just put up a picture of a praying mantis. Um, and that's because this theory is that Stannis is, in fact, a praying mantis in disguise. Now, I'm not making this up. If you type in to Reddit, um, Stannis Vermantis, there is quite a substantial board discussing this. And I've, I've picked out a few of the best bits, um, the best bits of evidence. Okay, um, So the first one, I think you mentioned this earlier to me, Dave, is that Stannis has got no interest in Solis Baratheon. Now, obviously, we all think it's because he really wants to bang Melisandre. Um, but obviously, it's because he's uh, afraid of sexual cannibalism because Mantis are well known for eating each other, well, the women eat to a man after sex, don't they? So he's obviously worried about that. I think that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. Sounds legit. Uh, Shireen was born in spring, and as we all know, that's when insects swarm each other. So it's all wedding up. Um, she's got grayscale, but it's also a pretty good cover story for her growing an exoskeleton. So, yeah, it's all wedding up. I'm, I'm starting to believe this one. Um, <laughs> furthermore, Stannis has never been known to be injured which is a good point. So it obviously means he's got an exoskeleton. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got no Kingsguard because he's obviously paranoid, isn't he, about getting people too close. Mm. So he doesn't need a Kingsguard. And also the fact he's a giant mantis. So he doesn't need anyone to fight for him. Yeah, he does I, it on his own. I've seen Bugs Life. Yeah, he's like, mantis are dangerous. Um, he wasn't present at any of the meetings Ned called. He didn't turn up to the hands tawny either, did he? Now, we're probably led to believe that's because he knew 
about the bastard children thing and he was off planning a war. But you look at the time of year it was. Yeah, he was off molting, wasn't he? <gasps> of course he was. Of course he was. <laughs> Can't be sitting there in the in the small council chamber growing a new skin. What are you doing, Stannis? Nothing. Nothing, exactly. Just ignore me. So all these things are adding up. And furthermore, this is the best one. Um, I can't remember. Who, it's, it's literally from Reddit. I'm not, I'm not making these up. This is the best one. <laughs> Stannis worships the Lord of Light. Mantis often stand in a prayer-like posture, so they are likely religious. And they're also attracted to artificial lights at night. Is this a coincidence? I think not. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I, I think that is all solid evidence. And <laughs> There's I a final bit a here. Legit theory. There's a final bit here. It says, still not convinced? You can't argue with the fact that Stannis often grinds his teeth together, which is clearly a side effect of his attempt to inconspicuously eat small insects. <laughs> so there we go. Wow. And if a TV show is anything to go by, Stannis, and it says here, obviously has a bad time in the snow, clearly a side effect of being a small insect. So here we have it. Or a large insect. Or, yeah, a large insect in disguise. So, Stannis the Mantis. You've heard it here first. We haven't heard it here first, potentially. But we've mentioned it. We're the, best, we're the only podcast to mention this sort of stuff. And that's why you love us. So, um, <laughs> I've got a great idea, though. The next, well, whenever we put out all art cards, I think we need to do an all art Stannis. Oh, yeah, definitely. Second edition. As a praying mantis. Oh, he's yeah. Even, he's, he's lurking in that position already. If you put his arms together in that mantis position over the table... Oh, you could yeah. do it with a pen right now, just on the pre-existing card. It's nearly finished. Well, I might do. And we can do a mermaid Varys. Yeah, I'm down with that. So if people want these, um, let us know, and we can start churning out. When Roos is released, we can do a vampire Roos. <laughs> we can do Dario, but just with anyone's face. Oh, three alt-art Darios for your deck. All different people. One with you, and one with Benjen, and one with someone else. One with just anybody. <laughs> yeah. We just throw a dart. With Jack and a Yeah. <laughs> So if people want these all art cards, let us know. And um, I dare say we'll get someone talented to do them for us. Yeah. We know people. Yeah. Right. Cards beginning with N. What's your favourite card beginning with N? Newly Made Lord. That makes sense. It's probably my favourite card. Yeah. Overall. That. Oh, no. Hang on. I just realised my two favourite cards are both N cards. Yeah. Yeah. Nightmares is my other one. Nightmares. Nightmares is a good card. Oh, tough call, man. Um, no, Newly Made Lord, it's got to be. I absolutely love this guy. It's so good. Because it's a passive. It's a passive. You it can't is. stop it. There's nothing you can do about it. So and the good. amount of games I've won off Harren Hall. <laughs> it's just brilliant. And he's coming back. He's coming back. I bet it's going to be a bloody reaction, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. Never mind. Be glad to see the old boy. Yeah. I'll be going straight in. <laughs> I don't really have a favourite card beginning with N. Of I was do. looking through the list and they're just... Lots of them are like, oh, well, that's an alright card. You know, if I'm playing Stark, I'll play No Quarter. If I'm playing Greyjoy, I'll play Newly Made Lord. Um, oh. but I'll tell you what, let me, I'm going to look like... at the cards beginning with N and try and guess what yours is. Okay. Yeah, I have chosen one. My favourite one. You have chosen one. Right, I reckon... It is. Oh, Dave is doing that fucking thing again, which seems to stop like halfway down. Yeah, 
I did that earlier, and then it scrolled all the way to P. I was like, oh, for God's sake. What sort of idiot it's is Two this? weeks away. Um, yeah, God damn it, can't game DB. Um, oh, I can't find it. All right. Well, it's no use for grief. Oh, I was, oh my, I was legitimately going to say no use for grief. <laughs> but I thought there's no way he's going to go for that card because it's shit. It is shit, but it's every time you see it, you go, maybe I'm the person that can make this work. And you're not. You can't. <laughs> it can't be done. That's how it's Rowan a terrible thinks. terrible card. <laughs> that's, that's how Rowan thinks, and you haven't got the jank. I haven't. I haven't got the jank chops. I'm only the little finger of jank. Yeah, he's the big finger. He's the big dick. <laughs> the big swinger. Yeah, so that's... Uh, it. <sighs> what a waste. No use for grief. I was so going to say that. <laughs> I thought, no, this joke's going to fall flat. He won't say it. No, I totally was. Okay. I'll tell you what my least favourite card beginning with N is. I know we don't always do that, but this one needs to be talked about. And it's Northern fucking Patriarch. Oh, God. That, that card could just... I would quite happily collect all the copies of that card in the world and burn them right in front of Derek Shoemaker's face. Just sit him down <laughs> and just go, this is your card. And I know it's in honour of your grandfather, and I think that's very sweet and it's very honourable. Yeah, stop back. Why do you hate now, fun? Yeah. <laughs> keep keep backpedaling a bit more, just... Just to make sure the uh, the edge is taken off that. Okay, I'll tell um, you what. I'll tell you what. I'll cut off the, the bottom half. So we'll keep yeah. the pictures. I'm fine with that. And I'll yeah. burn the text box. That card is the antithesis of fun. It, it is stops horrid. all the jank. It, yeah. It's it's the Harren Hall of... People. Yeah, it's. I hate it. And it's non-unique. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it is. <sighs> Anger. Is that dude kneeling down in the picture? Or is he really small? <laughs> he's kneeling down. Okay, it's like Father Ted. <laughs> this patriarch is small, but this one is far away. But he's actually <laughs> kneeling down. So I thought, if he's not kneeling down, that mastiff is huge. <laughs> they, they breed them well in the north. They do, because they eat fun. <laughs> and fun is, um, obviously, it makes you grow big and strong. Um, yeah, I don't like Northern Patriarch, although I will say I played Derek Shoemaker in the Octagon tournament, and he was a very nice chap. I'm sure he is. He um, destroyed my uh, unopposed Euron build, turn one, with a no quarter, which is another good card, beginning with N. Yes, but a boring card. We talked about N, and we said it was a shit letter. But looking at them now, it really isn't a shit letter. Narrow Escape. Yeah? Yeah. Naval Escort. Oh, yeah, but they're all boring. Negotiations at the Great Sept. It's like a who's who of the restricted list. Yeah, and the flank as well, which is restricted to melee. But... It, they're all boring cards. None of them are fun. None of them are he calls it thinking. I'll tell you what is fun. Naval superiority. Okay. All That's right. Fun. Naval reinforcements is a great card for Black Sails. Yeah. Um, new Calisile. That Nah, shit. I can't bother to read it. Um, Nightfall. Rubbish. That's a rubbish card. You're looking it up now, aren't you? Oh, I've, hear... I've still got it up. I can hear your feet. Oh, have you? Um... I can hear your fingers moving around. Oh, I'm scratching my ear. Because uh, Nightfall was so bad, you have to look it up to see what it does. I still don't know what it does. I didn't even want to look it up. Not it gives someone a war crest. Brilliant. Um, after a challenge in which attached character participates, resolves, choose and kill one non-unique participating character. Bore off. It's one of those cards that you're just like, oh, well, it's just... I don't want that in my deck. Like, if I could start with that on a character, Cool. Two gold. God, yeah. I'm so glad they've changed attachments in 2.0. Attachments yeah. are so good now. They really are brilliant. Yeah. 
So yeah, N N's a good letter. Okay, N has some good cards, but it doesn't have any fun cards. What would Peel have said was his favourite card? Probably newly no, it would have been naval superiority, I think. Oh, well, he doesn't actually play it. Narrow C. Well, I, I, yeah, I like Narrow C. Narrow C is better than No Use for Grief. Um, Peel would have gone for Nomadic Trader. You reckon? Yeah. Why is that? Don't know. Oh. I think he wouldn't have got that far because he would have seen newly made Lord beforehand. I'm sure when Peel does this, he just he searches just for Greyjoy cards. <laughs> he must do, yeah. Well, I'm it's... not sure there are any houses apart from Greyjoy, as far as he's concerned. Like, he turns it to a tournament and he goes, a what house card? What is that? Ooh, Martel. No, he definitely knows him. <laughs> right, nom- right, here's a pop quiz. Nomadic trader, yeah? Got the merchant trait. Yep. What other card has got the merchant trait? Oh, God. Don't look. No, I'm not going to look. That's cheating. Um, it's a dual house card. It's Lannister and Martel. Yep. Uh, is it... Oh. I can see the art. Does it do something with gold? Do you discard it from play or something? No. Oh. I don't know. Tell me. It's Vendor of Venoms. Oh. He's got Infamy and Vengeful. Fancy that. Okay. He cannot be discarded from play while it's got two or more power on it. Yeah. So? <laughs> Stick him in your hollow hill deck for your bleeds. Yeah. No. <laughs> Brotherhood. Yeah, Brotherhood. Brotherhood with Bleeds. I could see that more. Do it. Yeah, March from the Wall. March to the Wall, yeah. Vengeful's nice. Infamy's terrible. Infamy is poor. 